This is your 1017 The Truth News Update. Hi, everyone. I'm Melanie Ricks with your news update. A 23-year-old man died and a 19-year-old was injured in a crash Monday on the city's north side, Milwaukee police said. The two-vehicle crash occurred around 7-11 p.m. on the 6,000 block of West Hampton Drive. Both men were transported to the hospital following the crash. The 19-year-old Milwaukee man is expected to survive while the 23-year-old died at the hospital. Police said that the 19-year-old is cooperating in the ongoing investigation. Attorney General Josh Call and a coalition of Democratic state lawmakers reintroduced a package of gun safety legislation designed to address rising statewide homicide rates that follows a year of high-profile gun violence incidents in Milwaukee. Call and the coalition unveiled what he called a common-sense legislation package on Monday afternoon at a press conference. One of the bills would expand background checks to a wider array of gun sales, closing current exceptions for guns purchased through private vendors, some online sales, and gun shows. The bill makes exceptions for antique firearms, gifts, and inherited firearms, temporary transfers for hunting or target shooting, and transfers to a firearms dealer, law enforcement, or armed services agency. Another bill would create a sales tax exemption for purchase of gun safes, trigger locks, and barrel locks to promote home gun safety, while a third bill would enact red flag laws that allow law enforcement to temporarily remove guns from people in imminent danger of harming themselves or others. Milwaukee saw 224 homicides in 2022, an unprecedented number that broke the city's all-time record for a third straight year. An overwhelming majority of homicide deaths, 90% to be exact, were shootings. This was the news update on 1017 The Truth. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris continues next, here on the new 1017 The Truth. Bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of adjustment. But, but answer my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits well, a homicide and kills people... Up, nah, if you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. Frank, candid and straight to the point. This is the best radio show in the state of Wisconsin. Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth App. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris.
You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number for the talking text line. No talk, only text. Phones are down, and we are working on it. Hope to have it up in a couple hours. But if we don't, you always got the text line. You always got the text line. You got it, got it, got it, got it. Um, Before the break, we were talking about stuff going on with the city and all that, and I was saying how the mayor was kind of in a place, right, where you had to give and take and you don't like everything, but you say yes. That's called compromise. Um, C-Note sent me a note and said, it's not going to pass, Dr. Ken, with the Common Council. We still be in debt, period. No, we won't. We won't. They're going to pass it because everybody who votes no and then the city has to file bankruptcy should be voted out of office. Like literally vote them out of office. You're going to have to fix it on the back end. But just rolling through and thinking you're just going to come in and say, hey, this will be fine. Uh, vote no. And then we'll, we'll have our principle. Well, you can have your principle and you can be poor, too. That's blood money. Yeah. Spends green. But I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Then they added, no, he didn't have to let the city default. We've been in trouble. Let the rubber hit the road, the dangerous games, politics. No, you can't do that. You can't let the city default. Do you understand what happens when a city defaults and they have to file? Like, do you understand what happens? Hmm? I don't know what laws are in place. But I'm pretty sure the state or the county might decide, hey, we're just going to take over and annex this puppy right here. Boop. Hey, welcome to West Dallas, Wisconsin. We just gained 500. Like, you, you can't do that. I don't know what it'll be. I haven't looked into it. But that part scares me. You, you can't just decide to let the city default. Elderly people. Garbage pickup. All sorts of things. Water that's gone. Like poof. What do you do? All those city departments gone. Yeah, I would kind of rethink that. Four one four six eight seven said trying to chime in. Getting this number is not operable. Correct. It is not operable. We're only doing the talk and text. We're only doing the text line, which is the talk and text, right? So you need to text instead of calling because we've been saying before the phones are down and we're working on it because we work in live radio, baby. And that's how every single solitary thing goes. Number five. Uh, From CBS 58, a 24-year-old man is dead following a police pursuit that ended in a crash near 43rd in Oklahoma early this morning. West Dallas police are conducting an OWI investigation near 57th and Lincoln at about 12.45 a.m. when an unrelated truck, pickup truck, drove by at a high rate of speed eastbound on Lincoln Avenue. Officials say an officer caught up to the pickup truck and attempted to perform a traffic stop. The pickup failed to stop. Fled the officer, and according to police, the truck fled southbound on 43rd, blew a red light, and struck another vehicle. I'm sorry. Let me get that right. According to the police, 
the truck fled southbound on 43rd Street, blew a red light, and another vehicle struck them. The truck lost control, struck an unoccupied parked vehicle, and then a tree. The driver fleeing the pickup truck, a 24-year-old male from Milwaukee, died as a result of the crash and no other injuries were reported. That's unfortunate. That is very much unfortunate. Number four. Well, there's breaking news. Milwaukee police have issued an urgent alert for a woman who may be in danger. They say a witness observed the woman being forced into an SUV in the area of 43rd and Silver Spring on Milwaukee's northwest side. According to police, the incident happened just before 6 p.m. on last night. Woman's described as an African-American, 20 to 30 years of age, 5'6", wearing an olive green shirt, olive green pants, and a scarf or a hijab on her hair. The vehicle in question is described as a gray, newer SUV. Person of interest is an African-American male wearing a black ski mask, um, black pants, and a black hooded sweatshirt. Is a black ski mask the same as a balaclava? Anyway. Um, A police spokesperson issued a statement this morning saying at this time we have not located the victim or are aware of a missing person that fits that victim's description. If anyone has information, call Milwaukee Police at 414-935-7242. That's District 4. Death Sergeant. Or call Crime Crime Stoppers at 414-224-TIPS. Very interesting. Number three. Well, I talked about it earlier. An empty field surrounding a farmland in Mount Pleasant will soon be, well, used to harvest computer data. Racine County Executive Jonathan Delagrave told TMJ4.com that Microsoft has officially purchased $50 million worth of land to build a massive data center next to Foxconn's Science and Technology Park. And he said, I think Microsoft coming here is a pretty big deal. He says the deal has been in work since last fall. It's now finalized after they paid for 315 acres to build a $1 billion data center. They're, they're, they're walking the walk and talking the talk in terms of wanting to be a part of Racine County. He says Mount Pleasant is no stranger to promises that have fallen apart in recent past. Back in 2017, Foxconn committed to creating 13,000 manufacturing jobs on the same land after striking a multi-billion dollar incentives deal with state and local governments. Under their latest agreement with the state, it scaled back expectations at the site to fewer than 1,500 jobs by 2024. So what you're missing with that is the technology What's the word I'm trying to say? The technological acumen it takes in order to do that job at Foxconn, many people in Wisconsin don't have it. So you needed to go to Gateway Technical College. You need to go to all these places. So, you know, we, 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 we talk good when we talk about bringing jobs here, right? But you have a data center, right? Sounds like you need IT specialists to work at a data center. I might be wrong. I'm not an IT guy. If you're not trained or have experience, you can't supervise people who are at a data center. 
You can't be the director of a data center. You can't be the vice president or like, like, so think that through. What will we have to do? What will Gateway College, what will MATC have to do in order to create jobs that people can do at this center? Otherwise, they're going to be flying people in and people are going to be making $100,000, $200,000 a year to work at a data center that local people can't get the jobs because they don't have the training. So let's start to figure out what training we need. In order to get those jobs, when I say we, I don't mean we black people or we white people. I'm talking we Wisconsin people. Okay. Number two. Well, believe it or not, and most people didn't believe it. Donald Trump pled not guilty to classified document Charges. Former President Donald Trump has pleaded not guilty to 37 charges uh, related to the alleged mishandling of classified documents. His lawyers asked for a jury trial during the former president's arraignment today at a federal courthouse in Miami. We most certainly enter a plea of not guilty. Um, Trump attorney Todd Blanche told the judge during the hearing, Trump sat hunched over with his arms crossed and a scowl on his face and he did not speak. Trump's aide and co-defendant, Walt Nuada, was also arrested, fingerprinted, and processed. He had an initial appearance today, but will not be arraigned until June 27th. Interesting. When we come back, I love my number one story right here on the Top 5 at 5. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. I want to remind you there are three weeks left to sign up for our Black-owned business give back. If you want to win $6,000 worth of free commercial advertising on the truth for three months, go to blackbusinessgiveback.com right now. Again, that's free advertising for your business to market itself. Valued at $6,000. Don't miss out. It's a great opportunity. Go to blackbusinessgiveback.com. Right now, sign up today for official rules. Head to blackbusinessgiveback.com, Associated Bank member, FDIC. Hey, so, we got it going right now. We got it going right now. Number one. So, I don't know if you heard. Tory Bowie. You know who Tory Bowie is? Tory Bowie. is a gold medalist track star who died following complications from being in labor during childbirth. And it should draw attention to the ongoing black maternal health crisis. Bowie died last month at age 32, but the official cause of her death was not announced until this week. Before Monday, the only details released about Bowie's death was how she was found dead in her Florida home. 
But according to an autopsy by the Orange County, Florida Medical Examiner's Office, Boyd was about, and this is this is a little shocking, so I'm going to wait five seconds before, you know, if you want to turn off the radio, you can turn it off. All right, I'm going to count. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. According to an autopsy, performed by the Orange County, Florida Medical Examiner's Office, Bowie was eight months pregnant with a well-developed fetus, no, that's called a baby, when she was found dead. Bowie's death could have been brought on by a condition called eclampsia, or as it's called preeclampsia, right? It's before birth. You have high blood pressure. Officials have speculated eclampsia, as defined by the Mayo Clinic, is a complication of pregnancy that usually begins after 20 weeks of pregnancy in women whose blood pressure had previously been in the standard range. And notably, it can be deadly if left untreated, and doctors routinely recommend delivering the baby early. They rule that she died of natural causes. And so the autopsy report says one thing, but other data suggests that Bowie was yet the latest black woman to succumb to black maternal health crisis, which is being attributed to a growing number of deaths. And so the CDC said black women dominate the maternal mortality rate with significantly higher rates than for white and Hispanic women. The disparity has nothing to do with education or socioeconomic levels. It's unclear whether Bowie was being treated by a doctor for a pregnancy, but experts say the medical system is no sure bet for protecting black women. And so I, I think... I think one of the things we have to look at is we have to go back and look at the doctors that treated her, the prenatal care that she received, what was in the report. Did anybody access it and change it or add something? Or or do we make assumptions about black people that are just irrational? When we complain about pain, when we complain about things, people have still been taught that 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 black people can take pain better than others, other races. And it's ridiculous because, well, then again, I can understand why you would think that after you've been jacking us for over 400 years, we could take pain, right? But no. Still teaching skin density, helping people understand the ridiculousness in some medical schools that's taught about black people that's just untrue. Completely and totally untrue. I don't care what data you have. But yet, we still have to go through this. Now, my other question is this. The story that I have shows, and, and, and I'm going to find it and, and read it so that, so that Let me see if I can. So the police went to her house, Orange County Sheriff's Office, responded to a well-being check or welfare check of a woman in her 30s who had not been seen or heard from in several days. All right, people. Here's the problem. Family, friends, all that. If you haven't heard from them in several days, pick up the phone, send a text, something. And if that don't work, 
send somebody over there, call the police, do a welfare check. She might just be alive today if someone had noticed that she wasn't noticed. That somebody went, you know what? I haven't talked to her in a while. I think I said it on the air, but I'll say it again. I took on a new responsibility that when I think about people, I call them. When people cross my mind, I pick up the phone and call them. Why do I do that? Because you never know the day or the hour when it might be your time. Perfect example. One day, I'm either at home or in a car or something. I might have been at home. And I thought about a friend of mine who had moved out of town. They had moved to Indiana. Then they moved out to Boston area, right? And they were, at, and they were home visiting. And so I always, you know how you always say to yourself, yeah, I got to get down there because I got people in in Indiana, I'm going to get down there in the Indianapolis area and I'm going to come visit, but you never go visit. They were in town and I heard from someone else, hey, so-and-so's in town. So I said, bet. And I called them, but they didn't answer. So I call and I wait. They don't answer the phone. So I didn't think anything of it. Well, what happens and what transpired was that the person was in the in a in, in a cab with their wife. And the phone rang. And they took the phone out and looked at it and said, hmm. And my name was in the in the phone, you know, cell phone while it was ringing. And His wife said, hey, you're going to answer that? And he looks at her like, who's that? And he looked at him and said, that's so-and-so. Like, what are you talking about? Like, what? You talk to him all the time. What? I don't know who that is. And he was acting a little strange, like something about him, right? Now, this is his wife, and his wife knows him. When he's feeling well, when he's not feeling well, when he's doing right, when he's not doing right. And he wasn't doing right that day. So you know what she did? She says, I'm not right here. And you don't look right. Detoured to the hospital. Goes to the ER. Give him a quick neurological test, right? Remember dates, remember times, remember numbers, remember this, remember that in this order. And then they did a physical thing and then they asked him to redo it and he couldn't do it. Like, gone. Like, huh? We did that? Did a scan? Brain aneurysm. They gave him surgery. He calls me two days later. Hey, what are you doing? Um, Just home. I called you a couple days. He said, yeah, I know you called me a few days ago. Can you come to the hospital? I'm like, what? And he said, yeah, come to the hospital. Like, where you at? Oh, I'm at so-and-so. And I went, and so I, I go there. I drive. I'm like, dude, what's, what's up? He said, I just wanted to say thank you. And I was like, 
thank me for what? He said, you saved my life. I was like, well, I'm not a surgeon, but I don't know why you're in the hospital. And he explained, got a phone call. You called. I didn't know who you were. My wife got worried, took me to the hospital. I had a brain aneurysm and it took like eight hours of surgery. And now I'm here and I'm alive and breathing today because you called me. And I thought about that. And every time somebody crosses my mind, I pick up the phone, I dial, and if I have to leave a message, I tell them to call me back. And then I remind them, hey, if you don't call me back in an hour or two hours or a text to say, hey, I'm busy, I'll call you later, you know what's going to happen, right? Police might be knocking on your door. You are listening to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. I got this story here about an alleged dating app predator. Um, Timothy Olson was back in Milwaukee County Circuit Court yesterday morning to request his bail be reduced from $100,000 to $15,000. Now, <laughs> uh Olson's public defender, Joseph P. Bastien, said, I'm respectfully requesting that bail be amended from $100,000 cash to $15,000 with GPS monitoring and strict house arrest for Mr. Olson's racing address. So <laughs> Olson's public defender said the judge, the reason that, that, that I'm trying to ask this is, well, he has no ability to pay. That's the whole point. Anyway. And I believe it's excessive. Mr. Olson shared with me that $15,000 cash, if if bail were to be lowered, he would post it by himself and also his mother. Okay. Olson is facing not one, not two, not three, not four, five charges, including kidnapping and burglary, forcing a 79-year-old woman to drive to an ATM at gunpoint in Franklin. And the 50-year-old is also facing charges in Racine County accused of using dating apps to make two women, to meet two women, and then drug them and stole from them. He's also considered a person of interest, get this, in the death of two women. Because of the gravity and nature of the case, Judge Milton Childs decided it'd be best interest to everyone to keep the bail where it was set. Thank you. Milton Childs. But also, he said, I have concerns with charges. And then additionally, the fact that we have an elderly woman who was the victim at this point, I'm not going to modify the bill at all. I feel that the amount initial uh, amount that was set by the commissioner was appropriate, Child said, has a status hearing on 
July 28th. All I wanted to let Mr. Olsen know, eh, I got five on it. So if you need some help, bro, give me a holler. No, I don't have five on it. Keep yourself injured. Are you kidding me? Can you lower it because I can pay it and then I can get out on GPS monitoring? All the electronics that you used, they were able to find you. Clearly, you have no concept of what what electronics can do in order to keep people safe because you didn't. Now, here's my other thing. A dating app. I know y'all trust technology, but come on. A dating app. I know there are people that have gotten married because they met somebody on a dating app. But it's starting to get ridiculous. 833-212-1017 is the number. We're having phone issues and the talk and text line is here. You can also check us out on um, streaming live on YouTube and Twitter. You know, I, I can't talk about. No, let me let me do this. Do, 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 do. Uh, hmm. Okay. I got to do something. All right. There we go. Don't you just love when you got to do things live? Um, if you have anything you want to email, hit me at uh, host at 1017thetruth.com. And... Um, you know, we'll go. We'll go from there. Eight three three two one two one zero one seven is the number. Do 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 do. Uh, yes. Okay. All right. So here's 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 some of the um issues I have with that dating apps. Mm. Oh, you're behind the time. Everybody uses dating apps. Yeah, so do rapists and killers and murderers and all kind of bizarre people. Do you trust somebody you meet on a dating app? Have you ever used a dating app? Never used one. Never used one? Smart guy. Don't ever use one. Ever. Like Tinder? I don't get it. I mean, a lot of my friends have. I've I've never had to use one. I'm not going to call you out the way you said that. You hear how you said that? Like, I've never had to use one. Like, really? Oh. Okay. I've never had to use one. (laughs) Hmm. Sounds like he's saying something there. What what exactly are you trying to say, Alex? Jordan Shrug. Ah. Ah. Okay. wow i don't know if that's confidence or i don't know hmm it's cool though i like it it's all right it's all right right. (sighs) the youth of america today i tell you i only say that because that's what people used to say about me the youth of america today i'm like what does that mean now i get it It's amazing once you get older, you start to realize that things your parents and things other people told you were actually true. 
And then you start to think that had I listened then, I would be significantly further than where I am now. One thing I remembered my mother always taught me, she said, um, and, and, and it's weird, the reason why I always think about my mother during Mother's Day and Father's Day is because I grew up without a father, so my mother raised me. So every time Father's Day come, I think about me being a father, but then I think about my mother. It's kind of it's complicated, right? Because we're all weird and complicated. And so, see, I lost my train of thought that fast. See? Say you talk yourself in circles, and then you go back around, and you're like, uh, what was I talking about? Well, where were you going? But I, I, just, I, I just find it interesting as we forget that people that are older than us know more than us. Like they've experienced all the stuff. And so when, 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 I, when I hear people say, oh, I got to experience it myself. No, there's some things in life you're not going to experience. Like I told my daughters, there are some things in life that you're never going to experience. There's some things you don't need. Eh, it's cute to say, oh, you know, you got to tough it up. And some things they did experience on purpose. I let them go through that process. And then there are other things that they should not have to deal with that because I had to deal with it. I sent my kids to a private school because I did not want them to go through the drama of going to a public school. And people will agree or disagree. They can do whatever they want. But it was my call, our call, our business, and I think they turned out great. Just like there are students in public school that turn out great. I'm, I'm all for that. But it's your choice. You don't get to tell somebody where they should send their kids and then you send your kids where you want to send your kids. That makes you a hypocrite. And so I think it's important that we always remember everybody has a choice. I happen to choose that. And I thought things that I did that happened. No, let me, let me rephrase that. Things that happened with me growing up, I made sure my children never went through that stuff. There's just some things they never, like my children actually grew up in a house. I didn't have a house growing up. The first house I grew up in, I bought as an adult in Milwaukee. That's the first time I owned a home. Lived in a home, had a bedroom that was actually in a home, had a living room and a kitchen in a house. We we think about that, but we don't really think about the depth of of the generational changes that have to take place to go. This is the first generation that we're fearful that they won't do as well as their parents. And so I don't think that's the case. I'm doing everything in my power to make sure my children do significantly better than me. And their first jobs paid them more than my first job paid me. When we come back, I'm going to tell you exactly what my first job paid me. And many of you today, and I'm going to have to look up what, in 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 today's dollars, what that starting salary would be. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com.
This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. is the number. So here's the deal. I got my first job, like full-time job, in radio. I'm not going to tell you the year. But then that kind of kills the story, though, doesn't it? 1985. Well, technically, well, I guess I I said it right. It's my first full-time job, right? So I worked at WJBC, Bloomington, Illinois. The spirit of McLean County. I was actually going to school and had a radio show while I was in school, which was fun all by itself. Because then I was, hey, we got the Christmas Day parade coming. And I'm like, hey, what time is the Christmas parade? 7 a.m. And I'm like, okay, I got eight, I got a 930 class, so y'all need to hurry up. And we're the parade marshal, right? Me and another guy. So we're the parade marshal. We're in the front car with Santa going down the street, waving at people in December when I'm like, can y'all hurry up? I got to go to class. Like, that was the, the weird thing, the weirdness of it. And that was part-time. So after I graduated, I had a job there, right? So I went down for the weekends and had a, a really good time and all that and did weekends, shows, and news, sports, weather, everything, right? My own show. And then I got a job at WGN in Chicago. So it was pretty cool. $14,000 a year. That's pretty low. Think about that. 1985, $14,000 a year. In 1985, that's the equivalent purchasing power today of $39,570.43. Now, would you take a first-time job at $39,000? I mean, I wouldn't. But many times you have to. That's an increase of $25,000 over 38 years. The dollar had an inflation rate of 2.77% per year between 1985 and today, producing a cumulative price increase of 182.65%. But I know today most people couldn't live off $39,000 a year. And so the equivalent hourly rate for that, because I'm calculating it, $39,570.43 divided by 2,080, because that's how many hours you work, eight hours a day, five days a week, 40 hours a week, 
80 hours of pay period, 52 weeks, right? That's only $19 an hour. So people complain about $15 an hour. That's only $19 an hour. Could you live off of it today? I think so. With a roommate and kids. and <laughs> you, couldn't, you couldn't live in an Airbnb. That's for sure. But, but those, are the, those are the kinds of decisions people have to make when you're starting off. They don't think this generation today is going to make more than their parents. I think they will. And maybe it's because I've been through so many tough times that I'm not really moved when, quote unquote, bad things happen. And I guess I have to take a step back from Mayor Cavalier Johnson and giving him so much grief. I respect the man. Um, he did what most people wouldn't do. He, he, he put his name out there, ran for mayor and won, and I commend him for that. Um, he's the leader of this city, and we should, rep- and we should support him. Um, and one of the things that I had to recognize is that many people that, have, that are in that particular leadership ensemble, including the county, have never experienced anything like COVID or anything like the fiscal issues we're having in Milwaukee County. I've seen it in Chicago. I've seen it in Chicago Cook County. I've seen it here, but other people don't have the historical memory to recognize that you'll make it through. Everybody wants to, and I need an instant, just like that. I need an instant fix and there's no instant fix. There's always time. But if you listen to the Northwestern Mutual commercial that's on with Sherwin, he talks about the B word, behavior. And that's what's going to change Milwaukee. That's what's going to change crime. It's going to change social ills, broken families, broken homes, different families, different homes, all those things, those maladies that, that, that affect Black, white, Hispanic, and Asian communities, social issues, all that, you got to change behavior, period. Like there's really nothing else. And nobody wants to bother with behavior. We don't want to tell people you can't do that. Oh, they'll feel bad. Well, they'll just feel bad. They'll cry. They'll just cry. You're bullying me. Mm, No, I'm telling you the truth, because if you continue down that road and continue to do that, you're going to create generational dysfunction and that's what we have now somewhere in the 80s 90s we quit telling people don't do that stop having kids at a wedlock stop and i'm not talking about mistakes and i'm not bashing kid people who have children at a wedlock i'm not doing that i'm saying at some point it's going to have a detrimental effect it may have a detrimental effect And when it happens, we support them. The community comes in, supports them, helps them through it. But when you don't have support in the family, it's going to be up to the community to do it. So I I commend many of the things they're trying to do. I think this, I think Robin Voss is doing a, a poor job at punishing, that doesn't make any sense. He's punishing Milwaukee for, for ills and issues that have nothing to do with city leaders and everything to do with the individual. 
You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Tori Lowe's show is up next. I'll be rolling back in around 4 a.m. and again around 4 o'clock tomorrow in about 22 hours. We'll have a good time. Thank you, Alex. Appreciate you. I don't have that problem. (laughs) Have a great evening. God bless. Take care. I am officially out.